Hi everyone, I'm a parent here in Frenchtown School District and I'm here with Frenchtown Elementary and Intermediate School Psychologist Kirsten Jetby talking about reading concerns I have for my child. Um, we read at home and we practice different skills and I also think he's getting some type of services at the school. I think it's called Title or Title I, but I am here today to ask her more questions about how I can get my child referred for a special education evaluation and what that process may look like. So, Mrs. Jepi, um, what are the details about my child getting referred for special education? Um, okay, so um, there's several different ways a child could be referred for an evaluation for special education. So um, if a parent's in a similar situation to you where you feel like um, you're doing a lot of reading at home and the child's in Title Services, which is an intervention program where they receive more targeted reading supports here at school in addition to the regular uh, general education curriculum instruction um, and you feel like your child's not progressing um, typically what happens is the teacher is referring that student to the student intervention team where um, different team members in the school are kind of tracking your student's progress um, in reading and making sure that they're making adequate progress relative to other same age peers and relative to the curriculum um, and if your child's not making um, sufficient progress and we think that an evaluation might be necessary um, to help determine if additional or more intensive specialized supports are needed um, then the student intervention team will recommend an evaluation to you as the parent and then you would either agree and consent to that or not. Um, so the, typically referrals are coming out of from the teacher or the student intervention team. Um, parents also have the right to request an evaluation um, if you feel like your child is struggling in reading, um, but it would be best to make sure we're providing interventions. Um, so reading interventions prior to moving to an evaluation because we want to make sure we're giving the student adequate time to kind of develop those skills and respond to interventions prior to moving to an evaluation. Um, but a parent does have the right to request one and then the school would either um, move forward with the evaluation or discuss with the parent different options outside of an evaluation. So it sounds like a referral can come from a couple different sources, usually the district or a parent like myself. And if I were to agree to an evaluation of my child to gain more information about his skills, what does a special education evaluation entail? And also how long is the process? Yeah, so if it's a reading concern for this specific situation, a special education evaluation usually includes a couple different areas of assessment. Um, for example, it would typically include um, psychological testing, which um, usually means um, cognitive testing, um, and an academic battery. So a standardized comprehensive evaluation um, includes an academic battery in written expression, reading, and mathematics, oral language. Um, and some observations of the student in the classroom and typically what's called a classroom-based assessment which is kind of the general education teacher and if your student's in title one or intervention supports the title teacher's perspective on kind of how your student is progressing in their particular settings um, and curriculum 
So it's a couple different areas of assessment. It is tailored based on, you know, the referral problem. That's kind of a typical example if, if reading is, is the main concern for the student. Um, and your follow-up question was, how long is the process? Um, an evaluation uh, takes up to 60 calendar days. So not how many school days the student receives, but 60 calendar days. Um, so for example, if you signed your consent that you agreed to an evaluation on March 15th, the evaluation report team meeting where we would decide if your child is eligible together as a team for special education services would be held at least 60 calendar days from the day that the district received your consent. Okay, and while you're conducting this evaluation and doing these different assessments and observations, will my child continue to receive those Title I and intervention supports they're getting currently throughout that process before we have that big meeting in 60 days? Yes, so any um, interventions in place um, in the title or general education setting would continue throughout the evaluation process. So your child would still continue to receive Title I reading supports and intervention and same in the gen ed setting. Um, those would continue until the team decided um, that your student was eligible or that we wanted to modify those interventions for some reason. Um, but the evaluation process doesn't stop um, those reading supports continuing to be in place. I'm happy to hear that because I think he definitely needs to continue to receive those supports. So that's great to hear. Um, at this meeting, when we look at the information from the evaluation, how do you determine if my child is even eligible for special education services? That's a good question, Ashley. Um, so eligibility for special education services is what's called a two-pronged decision. So first, the child must meet eligibility criteria, and then the child also has to demonstrate a need. Um, so just because a student may have a disability doesn't necessarily mean that they also demonstrate a need for special education services or specialized instruction. Um, so there's multiple um, categories that you could qualify under for special education services. In this case, if we're talking about a student with a reading concern, the category that we would typically consider is known as specific learning disability or sometimes referred to the acronym as SLD. Um, and what we would do is walk through the criteria checklist for SLD and determine if your child meets eligibility for the checklist and then also discuss whether or not he demonstrates a, um, a need for special education services. The criteria checklist um, is shared with the parent during the meeting so you can review it and we complete it together as a team. Um, but essentially what it is partially asking is if the student demonstrates a severe discrepancy or a major difference between their cognitive performance and processing and their performance in a particular academic area such as reading. Um, so if you have uh, average cognitive processes, we'd expect for you to be an average reader. And if that's not the case and there's a big difference or discrepancy between those two skill sets, it can be indicative of a learning disability. So that's what the criteria, um, there's more components to it than that, but the criteria does kind of chat about and ask about whether or not a child's showing a discrepancy between their cognitive performance and academic performance. I know you explained this a little bit in your answer just now, but what exactly is a specific learning disability and do you assess my child for dyslexia? 
So a specific learning disability is a category under IDEA, Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, um, which is the federal law that kind of oversees children qualifying for special education services. So um, when they refer to specific learning disability, that might include a child that demonstrates difficulty in reading, writing, or mathematics. It's kind of an under umbrella that oversees all of those different areas of academics. Um, And the term dyslexia is a medical or um, neuropsychological term for having difficulties in reading. There are actually multiple types of dyslexia, Um, the most common being dysphonetic dyslexia. So we do not diagnose in the school district, so we would not be diagnosing your child with or without dyslexia. A lot of our assessments that are administered do Um, assess for symptomology or signs and symptoms related to dyslexia and will give us an idea of where we should be targeting our efforts and where difficult the of the foundational parts of reading and the building blocks of reading where your child is struggling where we should be targeting our efforts so it teases out um, the signs that a child might have dyslexia um, but it does not diagnose a child with or without dyslexia what you would leave the meeting if a child qualified for special education with is um, an educational label under IDEA of specific learning disability um, in reading, should your child qualify. So just then you noted if my child does qualify for special education with that SLD or specific learning disability. So what does that look like for my child following that meeting if they do qualify for special education? So the evaluation report team meeting is um, only decision that's really made at that meeting is eligibility. So whether or not the child qualifies for special education or not. And then the evaluation report team can make recommendations to another team, which is known as the IEP team, Individualized Education Program. So if your child qualifies for special education in you know this scenario, say your child qualifies for special education under the category of specific learning disability, they're demonstrating difficulty in reading, The evaluation report team may recommend that your child qualifies for special education and then recommend to the IEP team that your child receive um, supports in the area of reading. Um, The ER team is not going to decide what your child's programming, minutes, setting, service areas, or kind of school day looks like. That's a different decision that's made at the IEP team meeting together. So after the evaluation report team meeting, you have one more meeting where you draft that individualized education program together as a team. And in that meeting is when you would make decisions about when your child may or may not leave the classroom for specialized reading support, in what setting, for how long. Um, And those decisions are made at an IEP team meeting. We as an ER team, evaluation report team, would just make recommendations as to what areas we would like your child to receive support. I hope I answered your question. (laughs) You did. You answered it really well. On the other side of um, this, what if my child doesn't qualify for special education services during this ER meeting? Um... So there are times when a child doesn't qualify for special education. Um, They're not meeting eligibility criteria. Um, 
So perhaps they don't show a severe discrepancy or a major difference between their cognitive processes and their performance in reading, for example. And the evaluation report team determines that your child does not qualify for special education services. Um, what would happen typically after that is the team would as discuss as a school team what options we have to support your child moving forward. Does that mean modifying the current intervention your child's receiving in Title I reading setting? Um, meaning, do we intensify it? Do we change how often it's happening? Do we change the duration? Do we change the size of the teacher versus student ratio? Or do we decide that that intervention is not a good fit for your child and we terminate that intervention and implement a new intervention? Um, do we consider a possible evaluation in the future? Um, so we kind of discuss different options for your child and what we think would be best based on all of the information that we've received from the evaluation report um, to kind of help us drive our decision making about what type of intervention would be a proper and appropriate fit for your child kind of based on all this information that we've gained. And then going back to your previous question about when the IEP meeting is held, um, so that's at most 30 days. And then once you have seen a draft of the IEP, you feel comfortable with what's in the IEP and you'd like to approve it, you can sign that document that you approve it. And then the following school day, those services would start. Um, so there is a little bit of um, making sure the parents are approving and those services don't start until you've signed your consent. Um, and you agree with the IEP services. And then the reason that there really is kind of that wait time between an evaluation report team meeting and an IEP team meeting um, is to really give you proper time to think about what the district is proposing. It's referred to as prior written notice. So it's explicit language in that evaluation report that you would receive a copy of that explains what the district proposed, why they proposed it, what information did we use to make that decision, um, what did we consider but reject. So maybe, for example, we considered that your child didn't qualify for special education, but we rejected that idea because your child meets criteria and demonstrates a need and they do qualify. Or what um, additional information did the district consider? when making their decision. So perhaps you had an evaluation that was from the private sector and we considered those results um, as an example. So it gives you time to think about that decision, think about what the district is proposing before services um, are put in place, you know, also with your consent and permission. Okay, well, those were all the questions I had for you today about my child's reading abilities and my questions about special education and the evaluation process. So thank you for answering those because before this, I was feeling a bit nervous and unsure what to expect. So I'm really glad I met with you today and asked you these questions. Can I add one thing, Ashley? Yes. Okay, one thing I think we haven't chatted about that's probably, I think, important for parents to know um, is that the decision to consent to an evaluation is a different decision than consenting to special education. And that's a question and a topic we haven't really touched on yet. But um, as a parent, if you're not sure why your child's struggling in reading, do you have the option to agree to an evaluation, which will give you a lot of comprehensive and in-depth information about where your child is struggling and potentially why your child is struggling in reading um, to help us kind of decide how to support your child, how to provide instruction in the way that they prefer to learn. Um, 
And that decision is a completely different decision than accepting special education services and agreeing to special education services. So agreeing to an evaluation and agreeing to special education are two different decisions made at two separate times. Um, So, you know, you can make the decision to conduct, go forward with the evaluation without at the same time agreeing to special education. Um, And your child's not going to be placed in special education without your written consent. So um, just want to make sure that's, you know, parents are aware of that because Um, They are two different decisions made at two different times. So thanks so much for your questions today, Ashley. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll see you soon.